This is an RNZ podcast. Wednesday, the Minister for Māori Development, who's also the Minister for Broadcasting and Media, suddenly announced a new Māori broadcasting strategy to future-proof Māori media. And the timing was a surprise, but it was a long time coming. Almost four years had passed since his predecessor as Māori Development Minister, Nanaia Mahuta, had started the process, after which Willie Jackson scrapped it in 2020 and started again. Now, by that time, the new public media entity replacing RNZ and TVNZ had become the focus of the government's media policy, and the Māori Media Review plodded on in the background. But in response to fears that a beefed-up public media body could push Māori media onto the back burner, Willie Jackson said this on TVNZ's current affairs show Marae back in June. We want to see our people, hear our people in mainstream, uh, and that shouldn't take anything away from what we do in terms of a Māori sense, in terms of Māori TV and Māori radio. This is going to be an and-and, not a public media and see you later Māori broadcasting. I'd resign if that was the case because I I didn't support a public media structure for the death of Māori broadcasting. That's just nonsense. Now, there should be no reason that would happen after the government announced a $40 million investment and a fuller range of Māori content in the budget in May, following on from $42 million pledged the year before. But the actual strategy for Māori broadcasting was still a work in progress. Now this week, Cabinet has agreed a plan outlining the priorities for the Māori media sector and work to do in the next three years, and we'll look at that in a minute. But the strategy itself was presented as part of another one, the Crown's strategy for Māori language revitalisation, Maihi Karauna, which has a goal of one million New Zealanders speaking basic te reo Māori by 2040, and which also says Māori media play a vital role in normalising and revitalising it. Quality Māori content available to all New Zealanders in both Te Reo Māori and English is essential, Willie Jackson said on Wednesday. So will this then mean a radical shake-up of existing Māori media to do this? Well, it seems not. When the Māori Media Sector Shift Review got underway back in 2018, it initially suggested a one-stop shop for Māori news content and Whakata Māori, Māori television, becoming a single centre of excellence for journalism and training. When the review restarted... Other bold ideas were canvassed too. One advisor on the strategy, Pango Productions founder Bailey Mackey, even proposed scrapping Māori television as we know it. But there's nothing so bold in the Cabinet plan that was released this week. About an hour after that emerged, TVNZ's Māori Issues reporter Tianiwa Hurihanganui told One News viewers this. Broadcasting Minister Willie Jackson is looking to create a new funding agency for Māori journalism and Māori content in English. That means more Māori stories covered by mainstream media. He did reinforce his support for existing Māori language programming, though. He said they will not be going anywhere under this new strategy and the new funding agency will not uh, dip into their funding. And shortly after that, Willie Jackson told Radio Wātea a station Willie Jackson himself managed just a few years ago, funding Māori programmes in English like this was unprecedented. People don't know this, but the Māori programmes on Māori TV and other areas are all funded by language, Māori language money. That shouldn't be the That's case. Right. They should have their own pūtia bro, and, and Māori language should be, funding should be for Māori language funding. And so I'm opening up a new, new way here and so that we can fund Māori stories, Māori news in English. But when asked by Wātea's host Shane Thapo how will these programmes actually end up on English language media outlets, the minister said this. We'll ensure through the charter uh, obligations in the main entity that they won't be able to avoid 
um, uh, the the Maori broadcasting perspectives in the, in the mainstream entities. So so we've got to get our stories played. We've got to be seen. We've got to be heard. And so we have to ensure that uh, we have to ensure our voices heard across in the main entity by entrenching that and enshrining that in the charter that's set up. Now under this new strategy, Whakata Māori, Māori Television, will be directly funded by the government rather than via the Māori Development Ministry, Tapuni Kōkiri, and that pleased the current Māori Television Chief Executive, Shane Tauruma, when he spoke to Radio Wātea the same day. That is one of the uh, changes, which is good. It's something that we have been asking for for some time because uh, the way in which we're currently funded is that we receive some funding uh, via uh, Te Māngai Pāho and some funding via TPK. And it's it's always a challenge uh, when you're having to serve two masters. By having one, uh, it will certainly make things much easier for us but when Shane Todama was asked if making more programmes in English for wider media might compromise Māori media outlets' autonomy or that they might even end up subsumed into mainstream media over time, Shane Todama responded like this. Well, we must resist any attempt for that to take place. And I'm heartened by the comments that I've heard from the Minister when he outrightly rejects that notion. Uh, if it's good enough for non-Māori uh, to have a range of different uh, media organisations, then it's good enough for us to absolutely have the same. Last Wednesday on TVNZ's One News, the Māori Issues reporter Tianiwa Hurehanganui summed up like this. The people I've spoken to in the last hour or so are feeling quite underwhelmed by the Minister's uh, comments at this stage. Uh, after nearly four years, we still have no funding announcement. And she went on to say the Minister expected to make another funding announcement next year, presumably around the next budget time. And one of the advisors to the Māori Media Review, Waikato Tainui Communications Manager Jason Ake, told Radio Wātea this new strategy would build on that and the $82 million budget boosts over the last two years. It gives us two years, Dale, um, or maybe three years, um, to help shape what that next 25-year um, uh, period perhaps um, might look like. Um, and that's significant, you know, uh, for Māori Radio, uh, Dale. And what it does is it removes the, um, the imposition of the transmission costs that they had to take out of their baseline funding. Um, and that accounted for some significant, significant uh, chunks of money um, that was coming out of the annual appropriation that went to each um, iwi radio station. Now that echoed the Minister's claim that Māori media would be made more consistent with the new public media entity and more free to concentrate on just creating content. But when Willie Jackson appeared on RNZ's Morning Report on Thursday, he was asked if all this amounted to not much more than adding to and shifting around the public money that's already going to the same Māori media entities. It's more efficient for them in terms of, 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 of what they do. Sometimes they're, they're trying to, you know, they go through a process. Sometimes um, the funding is, is up for tender. They, they have to go through, a, through this sort of long-winded process. And what they want and what they've said to us is... Uh, they need some consolidation and they want to concentrate on content. So, so this was one of their big asks and so I'm, I'm pleased that the panel who recommended that, um, uh, uh, that, that we as a cabinet have supported it. But what is it then that the cabinet has actually signed off this week? Does it really map out a future-proof Māori media sector beyond the next three years? 
Well, the Cabinet paper does not propose any significant structural changes. Rather, it aims to stabilise existing entities in the expectation of more efficiency and improved performance. The Broadcasting Act and the Māori Television Service Act, Te Aratuku Whakata Irirangi Māori, will probably need to be amended to make this possible. And the Cabinet paper says Māori media will need more funding to engage meaningfully with the new public media system the government's also creating right now. And it will need to employ and retain more people to make that content, especially talented te reo speakers. However, the existing ministries, Tapuni Kōkari and the Ministry for Culture and Heritage, will still have oversight of the sector, and the existing funding agencies, Tamangai Paho and New Zealand On Air, will still both allocate funding to Māori media content as they do now. But all of these are expected to have a shared strategy for commissioning content and distributing it across the media. And while that doesn't really look much more efficient or streamlined on the face of it, the Cabinet paper raises the possibility of a single Māori and public media platform in the future. Now, words like flexibility and collaboration appear a lot in the 15-page paper, and frameworks, structures and the removal of barriers to innovation also crop up. But while the content to be created and distributed is mentioned a lot, it's not defined anywhere, merely described as high quality, and that it needs to be accessible on the devices of the audience's choosing. So how will success be measured? Well, no targets or specific requirements for any broadcaster or platform are specified yet. But the level of national engagement with Te Māori will be measured as part of the wider Mahi Karona goals. So what then will happen next? Well, the next step in this strategy is a programme of work to establish new ones. The plan calls for objectives and responsibilities to be set by the end of this year, and then a shared Māori content strategy to be running by mid-2023, and then Cabinet to report back on a platform and distribution strategy by June 2024. So for now then, it's a case of watch this space, which many in the Māori media sector have been watching intently since the search for a strategy began way back in 2018.